your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 414 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today, we've got part two of our special crossover edition with Mr. Jared Ellis from Locked On Carolina Hurricanes, just talking about the general offseason for both the Rangers and the Hurricanes and just kind of what we expect next season and what to make of the NHL going back to the 82 game regular season and we also talk about which WWE superstars would make the best hockey players so stick around for all that and enjoy part two of our conversation with Mr. Jared Ellis of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes. You know speaking of Brenda Moore uh, there were some Whispers in the offseason that maybe he could look to go somewhere else. I think maybe even some people were throwing out the Rangers and maybe coming to the Rangers. But, I mean, in what has been kind of a crazy offseason for your team, I mean, how, how much of a relief was it when uh, Rod Brendamore was going to stay there and continue to lead this group going into the future? Honestly, it, there wasn't a relief at all because no one, no one here actually thought he was going to leave. <laughs> okay, like, fair so enough. It was yeah. just like... It was just like, oh, okay, yeah, he signed an extension. Everybody knew it was going to happen. There was yeah. no way they were going to let him go. This is a guy who has been a part of the Hurricanes organization as a player, front office, coach, head coach for over 20 years. He's been here since the year 2000 uh, when he got traded from Philly. And the guy – has never left. He lives here. Um, you can literally see him at the grocery store. Um, so there was no doubt that he was going to leave. Like he's been here for over 20 years. Like he, he's been here for almost everything, but the only thing he wasn't here for was the inaugural season in 97 and the first playoff run in 99. Like that's it. Yeah, it's it's crazy how much of like an immediate 180 he had when he became the coach there because for a lot of years there, I mean, the Kings were basically just uh, playing in obscurity, really. And then he comes in and it's a complete 180 and they're a threat every single season. And, you know, I know that you guys have lost some key players, but if there's a coach uh, that could be in place for you guys and, you know, kind of hold everything together, I mean, I, I think he's the man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's one of, if not the best coach in the NHL right now. I mean, he just won the Jack Adams. So obviously, you, know, you could say, yeah, he's the best coach. Uh, but, you know, regardless, I mean, there's a bunch of other great coaches out there in the league. Um, I don't think anyone would argue that. Uh, but, yeah, Rod Brendamore is definitely near the top and right now sitting at the top of the, the list of coaches in the NHL. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, something that's been coming up uh, basically on and off for more than a year now on my podcast is this whole saga with Jack Eichel. Obviously, the Rangers have been uh, considered the front runner since the beginning of time. And, you know, I have mixed feelings on the whole situation. But, man, I got to get your opinion on this. I got to get like an impartial party's, uh, you know, feelings on this whole situation. 
Where do you think Jack Eichel ends up? Do you think he ends up being dealt to the Rangers before the season ends? I mean, I've heard other teams like the Ducks, the Knights, the Wild. Any kind of prediction for uh, what's going to happen next with Jack Eichel? So with Jack Eichel, um, yeah, I we all saw the statement, you know, his agent put out. You know, so we're not going to really mention that, but we all saw it. We all know what was said. Um, the guy wants out of Buffalo. Um, I I do think he will be gone. Uh, it's just a matter of when, not if. Uh, but as far as the teams you mentioned, you know, the Rangers, the Wild, the Golden Knights, the Ducks. The Ducks, I don't see that happening. Uh, or the Kings, like, and frankly, the Wild as well with the turnover they've had and Kaprizov leaving um, or likely leaving. Like, I think I don't see that happening because Eichel has been on a bad team or not not even bad like a god awful yes team horrendous for so long i i don't think he's going to go, want to go to another team like that i think this is a guy that wants to just make the playoffs at this point yeah. um so yeah i think the rangers are an option yeah it's a really big market um, and they're on the rise. So, you know, I could see the Rangers being there. They have a lot of talent. Um, the, you mentioned Vegas. I mean, the salary cap just doesn't exist for them. So, uh, of course, he could go there. Um, I mean, you, I said no to the Kings, but I'm also like, it's L.A., you know. You know it's just kind of like you throw in the Dodgers, the Lakers, uh, the Clippers, you know, there's just all the LA teams. Uh, you, know, you throw the Ducks in there to an extent as well, I guess. But uh, it's LA, so it maybe, but realistically, I just think he's going to want to go wherever he can win. I at this point, um, yeah, I think out of the teams that mentioned, Rangers and the Golden Knights would be the most likely. Uh, but yeah, really, just anywhere he can win and make the playoffs honestly yeah i mean i've been kind of lukewarm to it i mean don't get me wrong the idea of jack eichel coming to the rangers maybe playing on the same line as artemi panarin that is very very tempting but when you look at you know the fact that he has this injury with his neck and you look at the fact that he's making 10 million dollars and then you start thinking about the kind of assets that the rangers would have to trade to buffalo in order to get him and i mean maybe it would be worth it but then again i look in-house and mika zibanejad is there and mika's gonna be an unrestricted free agent after this upcoming season. And I say to myself, like, why not just re-sign Mika? Like, he doesn't have a neck injury. You don't have to trade anyone to keep him around. And I, I realize Eichel's younger, and he probably does have a higher ceiling than Mika, but it's only a three-and-a-half-year age difference. Like, it's not as dramatic as people make it out to be. So, um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm torn about the whole thing. But I will say, I think the Rangers have played it very well. Uh, Buffalo reportedly had just ridiculously high demands from whoever was going to trade for Jack Eichel, and they haven't budged. The Rangers have played it very close to the vest, and they're kind of just uh, biding their time here. And it, it almost feels like Buffalo is kind of running out of trading partners because, you know, the draft is coming gone, so they can't acquire draft picks for this year. And free agency is coming gone, and a lot of these teams have kind of filled their holes, you know, going around and, and diving into the free agent pool. And now, I mean, Buffalo is almost in a spot. I mean, Eichel and his camp are kind of turning up the heat. I mean, what are they supposed to do? It's almost getting to the point where they're going to have to maybe trade him for, for less than what he's actually worth. Yeah, I could see that happening of them just not getting what he's worth. 
I, I could see that happening. Um, and frankly, one other thing I could see happening, it'd be kind of funny. Uh, I don't think it will, though, of him pulling an Aaron Rodgers and showing up <laughs> to camp and playing. But when he does, he's just going to drag the entire uh, front office while he does it and just have one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. <laughs> it could happen, I, I could, man. I mean, I, I could see that happening too, uh, of him just putting the team on his back even more than he already does. Uh, I could see that happening, um, but realistically, I don't think he's – I think we've seen the last of him in a Buffalo Sabres uniform. I, I would think so too, but it does kind of beg the question, to your point, Jared, like if they just don't trade him – and the preseason rolls around, and the regular season rolls around. I mean, what choice is he really going to have other than to step onto the ice again for the Sabers? I mean, I suppose he could just stay at home, but I mean, I don't know. Would he do that? You know, any any thoughts on that? I don't know. Honestly, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, especially with his neck injury um, and the Sabers uh, supposedly like making a problem for him to get surgery to fix it. Like, if that's the case and he doesn't get the surgery that he needs, he absolutely sits at home. I would. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to risk uh, a career-ending injury um, for that. Uh, Play for the no Sabres. No matter what team I'm on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. for the Sabres. Like, I'm yeah. not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if they would let him get the surgery um, and get his neck fixed and healed up properly – then maybe he plays, maybe, uh, depending on the recovery time. But if he isn't allowed to get the surgery he needs to fix his neck, absolutely not. I wouldn't. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. One other just kind of general hockey question I had for you here. Obviously, you know, this last season was really strange, uh, the 56-game regular season. And, of course, you know, it it felt like uh, all these teams were just kind of in their own little bubble. And, you know, this upcoming season, everything's going to go back to normal with the schedule, it would appear. So any thoughts on that? I mean, did you enjoy just playing teams within your own division? Or are you kind of ready for, for, you know, everything to go back to normal and, you know, just play the entire league uh, like, like it usually is? Uh, I have a few takes on this. Um, yeah. I, I will say I love being able to play the entire league again. Love mm-hmm. that because it got old seeing the same teams over and over for everyone, um, not just the Central Division, not just uh, 
the East division for you, um, like it got old seeing the same teams all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I, on the flip side, I liked the regionalized aspects of the division. Um, I liked that of you kind of almost had the old Southeast division back. Um, you know, I liked how the Hurricanes in Nashville were in the same division. Uh, they're just a few hours apart, uh, and Nashville's in the Western Conference. Um, it, it's a great regional rivalry there, um, and it really brought back, like, the old Hurricanes-Lightning rivalry, the old Hurricanes-Panthers rivalry. I, I yeah. liked that. Um, and then, so I liked the regionalized aspect of it. Um, and then with your division, you kind of kept everyone kind of up there uh, in the New England uh, Northeast area. Uh, so I like that aspect of it. I wish those alignments stayed, but we went back to playing the entire league. That makes sense, yeah. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, you, you look at the schedule next season, and I, I believe that every team will play its division opponents four times, and... I would almost prefer that to be maybe like six games against every one of your division opponents and then just a handful of games against everybody else from the NHL. Um, you know, I do miss playing the entire league, but I don't need to see, you know, multiple games, uh, Rangers versus Coyotes or uh, Rangers versus, you know, Oilers or whatever it might be. I mean, it just feels very random uh, when they play those teams. But, um, you know, something else that I've said on my show a couple of times, you know, when you're only playing your division rival over and over, it's fun and it's exciting, but it's just like anything else. Like you just keep doing it and doing it. It's no longer special at a certain point. So I'm with you, man. I, I thought it was kind of cool for one season. And obviously uh, the circumstances that necessitated it absolutely suck. You know, the whole thing with COVID and the pandemic, I think I'm stating the obvious there, but yeah, man, I I'm ready for everything to go back to normal, you know, for the NHL schedule and, and everything else. And, you know, hopefully, uh, the pandemic is very soon a thing of the past and we can pack these, these arenas and, you know, it, it will be fun. It will be fun to see, you know, the Rangers and in your case, the hurricanes go back to, you know, going up against every team in the NHL next season for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing us be able to play. I mean, the Washington capitals again, uh, you know, those games always get really, really, really heated um, between our two teams. I'm looking forward yeah. to being able to play you guys again. Uh, penguins. I, I'm looking at and really a fun one for like me personally, uh, because a lot of my family is from Colorado. Of uh, being able to see us play the Avalanche. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to you know games like that. Uh, but you know again, I'm looking forward to playing the entire league. But I really love the regional aspect of these divisions this past season. Absolutely. And I, uh, I really do hope that the Hurricanes do uh, put a division championship banner up in the Raptors because they earned it. They won that division. Yeah. No, I, I'm 100% with Same with, with, it. Same, yeah. with uh, same with the Leafs winning theirs, even though they got knocked out in the first round again. Um, uh, who won the West? Uh, Vegas won the West. No, Colorado won the West. Who won the East division? Was that Pittsburgh? I'm trying to remember. It was... It was I think it was actually the Penguins. Let me, I, yeah, I got it right in front of me. Yeah, this is going to, because that was the one four matchup for sure. But I, now I'm at the point where I don't even remember who was the one seed and who was the four seed. But uh, let's see here. Uh, we've got, yeah, the Penguins. The Penguins won that division and kind of just went out with okay. a whimper. Uh, the Islanders 
basically took it to them. But yeah, that division was tight all throughout this season. I mean, from first to fourth place, it's only separated by six points this past season. So, uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a crazy year there. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm looking forward to seeing the Rangers play the entire league again. And you know, not to make excuses or anything like this, but uh, the Eastern Division was really, really tough last season. I, I think the Rangers just had a tough time against some of these, you know, battle-tested, um, you know, just veteran good teams like the Bruins, the Islanders, the Penguins, the Capitals. It was always going to be tough uh, to make the playoffs in that division last season. But I will say, man, I, like to your point, I, I really like the regional aspect of it. And, um, you know, every year in the playoffs, there's always one series that will kind of just randomly pull me in. And that series this past year was definitely Kane's Predators. I thought that was just an amazing series. Uh, the atmosphere in both arenas is absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you guys pulled off the win there. Oh, yeah. I was in the house for uh, game five when Jordan Stahl scored the overtime winner. Uh, wow. That uh, atmosphere was electric. Uh, like, after that game, like, I literally screamed until I was, like, purple in the face. And, like, I couldn't talk the next day. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, I'm sure you remember – uh, I know a lot of people do uh, throughout the lockdown network of my uh, lockdown now after that game of me just screaming in the concourse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, when we were we went out to the uh, broadcast, uh, the post game broadcast stuff out on the South Plaza of everyone just yelling and screaming uh, there, uh, and then. Um, Scotty McCreary, uh, you know, he was out there just literally walking around. I was like, oh, well, oh, what's up, man? You know, just, just bumped in. Um, so that was his cool, just randomly seeing a local celebrity out there. You know, that a lot of people know that, that was really cool. And then uh, he was there uh, for game two against the Lightning, I think, in the next round. That one was really cool as well. Um, you know, I did a locked on now video with abby labar um who's you know one of the on-air hosts for the hurricanes on valley sports uh david ayers was there ran into him in the concourse talked to him uh after the game as well uh you know, it was a really great atmosphere to have playoff hockey back but yeah that nashville uh series was something else it's funny. I talked to, uh, I did a crossover with Armando, uh, you know, maybe about a month, two months ago. We were talking about Gerard Gallant, obviously becoming the new coach of the Rangers. And uh, he also got to a Stanley Cup playoff game this year for the Panthers, uh, one of their home games against the Lightning. And I want to say that the Panthers, they either lost that game in overtime or Tampa scored like really, really late in regulation. It was, it was one or the other. But uh, man, hearing all these stories from you and all the stories from Armando, I mean, I got to get to a Stanley Cup playoff game because I've been to plenty of Ranger games, but unfortunately have not yet gotten to a, to a playoff game. And it's uh, something that definitely needs to happen. Maybe the next one that the Rangers play, I'll be there. Yeah, hopefully it'll be soon. I mean, you guys are a very talented team. Um, yeah. Yeah, you've got the Norse Trophy winner on your team now, too. Uh, yeah. That we gave you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the trade that we, yeah, a while back. Um, and yeah, I think the Rangers they'll be up there uh in the next couple of years. Maybe not this season. I think they'll definitely take a step forward, uh, for sure. But you mentioned um, you know, those uh, you know, really good veteran teams. 
Uh, and then also us going back to the Metro now as well, and we all know how tough the Metro division is. Uh, so I think the Rangers are still a couple years out, um, but definitely as some of the teams get older, you know, like your uh, Capitals, um, like the Penguins, you know, as these yeah. teams get older and start to falter, uh, I do think the Rangers are going to be a team that steps up. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I think playoffs this year is a realistic goal and a realistic expectation as far as becoming like a true bonafide contender. You know, maybe the year after that, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, you should never uh, totally write off your team's chances of, of lifting that Stanley Cup before it starts. But uh, if you ask me to be completely honest, I would say, yeah, probably this year playoffs and then uh, maybe the years to follow, you know, maybe a Stanley Cup contender. Do you, do you feel like the Canes are still there despite everything that's happened? I mean, could you see them at the end of, what I'm sure will be another insane uh, season in the NHL. Could the Canes be the last team standing this, this upcoming season? Honestly, at this point, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, you're being really positive there, but yeah. honestly, we have had so much turnover this offseason. We lost so many key pieces to our team. I honestly don't know. I, I yeah. can't give you a definite answer of yes or no if this team is going to be a Stanley Cup contender again. Um, you know, obviously we lost Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, you know, that's a massive hole to fill there. Uh, and then you lost, you got two new goaltenders, like I said, on the wrong side of 30. Uh, yeah. Both very injury prone. Um, so we'll see there. Um, and yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting thing. And then all the locker room stuff as well. Um, you know, if there's going to, I imagine there's going to be some ups and downs in the locker room this year for sure, even more so than normal years. Um, 
So it's going to be an interesting year. Uh, we're definitely going to have to keep our goalies healthy, um, and we're going to have to have our top guys step it up. Um, you know, they've pretty consistently, you know, uh, improved every single year. Ajo's, um, Tara Vinan's special top. He had a little bit of a down year last year. Um, not a bad year. But you could tell um, that he he kind of got in his own head a little bit. Um, you know, he did kind of improve his all-around game. But, uh, you know, he kind of played in a way of he lost that spark that he had in his previous two seasons. Because this past season especially, it was just like every time he got on the ice, he was getting called for a penalty, regardless yeah. if he did anything or not. Because I love Fetch, but he took some really stupid penalties um, this past season. Like, stuff he legitimately did. Like, I'm not going to argue that he didn't do it. Um, like, he did take some dumb stuff, but there was some really questionable calls against him this season. And you could tell, like, he was just getting beaten down just every time he got out there. Every time he touched guy, every time he touched the puck, like he was just getting called for something, um, and you could tell that was getting to him. And he didn't shoot the puck as much later on in the season. Uh, he would elect to pass it, um, and that was something I said in the, before. Really, just not only Svech but the team as a whole, where they would they try to do too much. Uh, you know, they pass, they make one or two extra passes that they didn't need to rather yeah. than just taking the shot. Like if you have a good shot, I don't think your teammates or your coaches are going to get mad at you for taking it. Whether you nope. score or not, if you had a good look, right. Take it. And that was something that hurricanes didn't do uh, a lot. Uh, this past season, they just, they tried to do too much. Uh, Svech did that. Tavo Teravainen, I get he's a pass-first kind of player, but there were several times, especially in the playoffs, where I'm just like, dude, shoot it. Like, you <laughs> had an amazing shot there. And we yeah. know that you have a heck of a shot. Take it. I um, know so I know all about this as a Ranger fan because it, it's the same so deal, man. Gonna, like, Yeah, we're just going to need guys to take the shot. Uh, again, that entire top line, them step it up. You're going to need your role. Some other guys like Nino, Niederreiter, Vincent Trocek, uh, those guys stepping at Martin, Martin Natchez as well. Jordan Stahl really had a bounce-back year um, last year, which was great to see, especially at this point in his career. Hopefully he can uh, continue building off of that confidence. I think uh, the nineteen twenty season, that where his first season as sole team captain, I think, you know, kind of maybe – nerves a little bit of taking on that role because he had been a co-captain with Justin Falk before uh, in that uh, last season of the Carmanos Peters um, uh, Francis regime so that was a train wreck. He had been alter captain for many seasons but like first season as sole team captain I think that wore on him. I think you know this past season he got his confidence there I think I'm really excited to see him uh, build off of that. And then, uh, you know, any other guys that, you know, 
decide to step it up. Uh, we're going to need everyone on deck this season. Yeah. And uh, believe me, man, I totally get what you're talking about when you have a team that just always looks to pass rather than shoot. And like, I don't want to be that guy that just screams shoot, shoot, shoot at the TV like over and over and over again. I realize they know when to shoot better than I do watching at home. But there were times this this season, particularly early in the season, the, the term that I always use with the Rangers is these guys are selfless to a fault. Like everybody wants to set up their buddy for an easy tap-in goal. Uh, you know, Capo Caco, that's definitely the case. Maybe Lafreniere a little bit. Uh, Ryan Strom. Uh, and, and I like all these players, but they always look to pass before they shoot. Um, even Panarin. And Panarin, I mean, I would never say a bad word about Panarin because the guy's a perennial MVP candidate and just a joy to watch play hockey. But you can tell, man, he he enjoys setting up his teammates for goals rather, like, even more than he enjoys them, you know, scoring them himself. And, um, you know, it's something that they got better at as the season went on. But uh, it can be a little bit frustrating. All these guys, they want to be good teammates and they want to set up their buddy. And it's like, man, sometimes just let it rip. And, you know, if the goalie makes the save, the goalie makes the save. I don't think anybody's going to be yelling at you when you get back to the bench. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, um, you know, if you have the shot, take the shot. Yes, absolutely. I, I do have one question before we oh, sign off. There. Absolutely, man. Um, Lay it on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, obviously, you know, listeners, they, they look at your uh, Twitter bio. Um, yes. So obviously, you know, you are a writer for WWE's website. I, I want to know uh, if, you know, any of the WWE superstars were real or would make the jump over to the NHL. Who would be the most <laughs> successful, and why is it Becky Lynch? Uh, see, the funny thing is, I actually had an idea of doing an episode like this, but I was going to do the opposite of what you just mentioned. I was going to look at the Rangers roster and see who could make the jump to be you know, a WWE superstar. As far as the other way around, it's not something that I've really thought of, but, I mean, Becky Lynch, man, I think you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, she's such a badass. Oh, she she talks such a mean game, and, I mean, she's just going to go out there and throw her weight around. I think Becky Lynch is a fantastic choice. Uh, as far oh, as— I mean, we, she she's winning the heart trip. She's winning literally every award. She is yeah. going to be better than Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, as far as anybody else, I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, if you want speed, I mean, maybe a little guy, maybe like somebody like Mustafa Ali— I could see him being a pretty nasty winger, you know, just zipping up and down the ice pretty fast. If you want, mm -hmm. like, just somebody who's a beast, I mean, maybe, like, uh, maybe you put Roman Reigns, like, a, as a defenseman or something like that. You know he would hit people. So, I mean, the finishing move mm -hmm. is the spear, so there you go. But, uh, yeah, I, I think yeah. there's a few that could make that jump, absolutely. But, yeah, uh, I figure you get a chuckle out of that one. Oh, absolutely. Maybe we'll put a whole roster together at some point in the offseason. We'll, we'll just do some bonus episode and... Uh, you know, throw. We'll do it both ways. We'll have wrestlers to become hockey players and hockey players to become wrestlers. It'll be a good time. Oh, there we go. There we go. Sounds great. <laughs> All right, man. Well, like I said, ton of fun as always. And uh, yeah, man, we'll we'll look forward to doing this again. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Once again, a big thanks to Jared Ellis for teaming up for this two-part crossover special. And a huge thanks to you guys as well for tuning into the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. That will pretty much do it for today, though. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.
Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.